Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast after what's been a particularly difficult week for everybody associated with the club following the defeat to Alaves and, of course, the shock loss to Shakhtar Donetsk in Champions League. As dire as it may seem, though, Madrid do still have destiny in their own hands, certainly in Champions League. They simply need to beat Borussia Mönchengladbach to ensure they qualify. They could end up top of the group. They could end up second. Inter, of course, by beating Mönchengladbach, have played themselves in with a chance of making qualification as well. Isn't going to be easy, though, for Zidane's team. Borussia Mönchengladbach have lost just three times in all games played this season so far. Dortmund, Leverkusen and Inter, the teams to beat them. And they have scored in all but one of the games they've played as well this season. Borussia Dortmund were the only ones to actually stop them scoring. Well, coming up, we're going to take a look back at the reaction to the defeat from across the various medias. And we'll look ahead to a very difficult fixture this weekend as well against Lopetegui's Sevilla. There is a board meeting in progress Wednesday evening as well. It is primarily about budget approval. There's been no official uh, comment from the club about any agenda change. So it's not expected that Zidane's future will be discussed. And so then on to that Champions League defeat in Ukraine, a night which began with a really positive feel. Madrid looked in control in the early stages. Chances were being created. Asensio hit the post and bought another really good save from the talented 19-year-old keeper, Trubin. Now, after the interval, the early chances continue to come Madrid's way. Nacho really should have opened the scoring. And then the tide just started to turn. Errors became commonplace. Varane was having another one of those European nights to forget. And in the midst of that, Dantino struck. This is Marlos. Good numbers forward. Not quite the right pass for Kovalenko. Kovalenko in. It nearly came to Marlos. And here's a chance that's been taken by Dantino. Poor Real Madrid defending. And the Shakhtar substitute, Dantino has capitalised upon it. Every now and again, Rafael Varane has a horrible error in him, and that's one of them. For such an accomplished player, and quite an experienced one, sometimes he just seems to really go to sleep. And try as they might, Madrid simply could not produce an equalising goal. Eight minutes from time, Manor Solomon killed off the game. Strong running from Solomon. Solomon has two over, and one outside, and the goal in his sights! And what a brilliant strike that is from Manuel Solomon! And they've done it again. Shakhtar Donetsk have beaten Real Madrid at home and away in Champions League Group B. What a night for the champions of Ukraine. What a night indeed, and as you'd expect, the media certainly hasn't held back in its brutal assessment of the team. Zidane, though, was quick to respond to questions about his future. He said, I am not going to resign, not at all. I have strength. I'm going to give everything that I have got. On his team's performance, he said in the first half, we were very good. We pressed, we played well. I think we deserved to win. I remain optimistic. 
As for the players, few offered any real comment. Kroos said, we simply have no choice. We have to beat Borussia Mönchengladbach. Luka Modric conceded that it would be very difficult. It's a really difficult situation. But Madrid has shown when we have to win, we win. We must improve our levels of consistency. The media, well, they're looking to find somebody to blame. Who is the person responsible for the situation? A few questions asked about Zidane. Is it, they say, Zidane's fault? No signings have been made. Is it Zidane's fault that Eden Hazard is always injured? You may well have seen as well, by the way, that he's out for between two to three weeks. And they go on to say, who was it that sanctioned almost 100 million to be spent on two teenage Brazilians, Vinicius and Rodrigo? There, of course, all of those questions mulled over before they come to the conclusion that the downfall began a moment Ronaldo left. Now, you'll always find a fan poll in these situations. And there was one, of course, here today. There was no uh, surprise there. They were asked simply if they fail Madrid to qualify for the second phase. Should Zidane leave? 65% said yes. So little empathy toward the coach who just a few months ago delivered the La Liga title. Uh, then, of course, the next question would be who is going to step in to replace him? Pochettino appears to lead a very limited field ahead of Allegri and indeed Raul. Those, though, inside the club are reluctant, it said, to call on Raul, who has only recently taken over at Castilla and simply does not have the experience deemed necessary at this moment. Uh, the other debate that has been raging on today in the media and in broadcast media as well, would Madrid be better off if they finished bottom of the group and didn't qualify for Europa League? It would be difficult, really, to engineer a bottom place finish. It would mean that they would need to be defeated by Mönchengladbach and Inter beat Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, that would effectively end Zidane's reign, potentially, as it would be very difficult to see how he would survive that unless there was some form of agreement. Plus, considering, of course, the financial situation and the matches against, potentially, if they do go into Europa League, likes of Roma, Tottenham, Hotspur, Benfica, Rangers, possibly with crowds allowed back. It will be a useful addition to their finances. Another of the day's questions being asked, will there be a change in policy with regard to bringing in players this January? It's been reiterated on many occasions there will be no signings this season. But if they do get through to the knockout stages of Champions League, well, could that change the situation then? What about a mid-season coach change? It's happened before a number of times under the Perez reign. The only time that it has worked is when Zidane actually took over from Benitez. For some, what Madrid miss is their leader, of course. Sergio Ramos, eight defeats in the last 10 games without him. He remains sidelined, remember, with the hamstring injury. He is training alone today. He is expected to return fit and ready to go against Mönchengladbach. The big question is, can they get him fit in time to face, of course, his former club, Sevilla? Right then, let's move on and look ahead to this weekend's meeting with Sevilla, coached, of course, by the former Madrid manager, Lopetegui. 
They start the weekend just one place below Real Madrid and after a shaky start to the new season where they won just three of the first nine games they played. The corner, it seems, has been turned there. They've won the last five games straight up to Chelsea on Wednesday evening. And, of course, they're assured of a place in the knockout stages of Champions League after what's been a pretty comfortable group stage. Now, home form is usually very good indeed. They've lost just two in 27 at home last season. And this season, the form carried four because they've won five of six games they've played at home. Bizarrely, Ibar were the team that actually beat them back on the 24th of October. Who are the players to watch out for potentially then? Top scorer is the Moroccan Eniziri. He scored four goals this season. He's got uh, eight, actually, in all the games he's played, if you include the internationals this year. Uh, four actually equals the total of last year after he signed from Leganis. Behind him, Luc de Jong on to still struggles when he's away from Eredivisie to actually really impress. Scored 25 at FC 20 back in 2011-12 before he went to Borussia Mönchengladbach and scored six and then went to Newcastle and actually didn't score any. Then he was back in the Dutch Eredivisie and couldn't stop scoring 94 and 159 at PSV before he came here last season. Since when? He scored eight in 44. Top assist provider for Sevilla this season is the evergreen Jesus Navas, the 35-year-old former Manchester City player. Has three assists and just behind him on two, Lucas Acampos. Now, overall, it's the 165th meeting between the two. Madrid have 88 wins to Sevilla's 48 with 24 games drawn. Madrid have won the last three meetings, including a 1-0 here in Seville back last September. Benzema's goal from Carvajal's assist, the winning moment there. Sevilla, uh, last two wins for them, both at home, 3-2 back in May of 2018. They'd led 3-0, by the way, up to the 84th minute of that game. Ramos actually scored an own goal before two late goals from Mayoral and Ramos. Gave the scoreline a hint of respectability. Soria missed a penalty in that game as well. But in September of 2018, they did win by three goals to nil, roaring to a 3-0 lead on 39 minutes. And they didn't let it slip. Two goals for Andre Silva and Ben Yedda with the other. Now, Madrid do have some great memories of days against Sevilla. In the last 30 years, there's been a 7-0 back in 1990. Di Stefano was the coach that day. And two consecutive 6-2 away wins. May 2011, Ronaldo had a very good day, scoring four goals in a first 6-2 win of the year. And then in December of the same year, Ronaldo got another hat-trick there as well. All in all, Sevilla have won just six of the last 27 meetings and they've lost 21 drawing the other one. What about the tail of the tape then? So, nine games played by Sevilla, 10 by Madrid, 12 goals scored by Sevilla, 16 for Madrid, shots during the course of the 90, 13.2 for Sevilla, 13.9 for Real Madrid, where they do beat Madrid, shots on target over the course of a game, 7.8 for Sevilla, 6.2 
for Real Madrid. 23 yellow cards for Sevilla to 17 for Madrid. One red card Sevilla, zero for Madrid. Average possession again. Sevilla enjoying a slight advantage, 58.8% against 58.2 in terms of pass completion. Again, not much to choose between the two. 85.9 for Sevilla, 87.8 for Madrid. Sevilla have a degree of aerial supremacy over Madrid, 17.9 balls won in the air per game to 10.9 for Real Madrid. Uh, Tackles per game, 11.9 Sevilla, 14.8 for Madrid. Uh, Opposition shots on goal, 9.3 for Sevilla, 10.7 for Real Madrid. And fouls, 13.4 Sevilla, 11.3 for Real Madrid. So as you can see, very little to choose between these two teams. And there we are, then that just about wraps it up for today's programme. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes of the podcast via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com or via any of the main streaming providers. Enjoy the game on Saturday afternoon, and let's hope that there is something more positive to report when we return. For the moment, though, from me, Tim Cable. Till next time, bye-bye for now.